forgot about the transition. Hey everyone, and welcome to the penultimate place to get your movie and TV news and reviews. This is episode 54 of the Cross Media Show, and today's topic is, of course, episode 1 and 2 of the limited series, Obi-Wan Kenobi. But before we get into our discussion, if you're listening to your favorite, oof, if you're listening to us on your favorite podcast service, feel free to give us a like and a good rating. I don't know why you would give us a like on podcast services. It's been a while, guys. Why not? Why not give a like? Um, feel free to give us a good rating on that platform. It helps with the algorithms and helps us grow our audience. If you're watching on YouTube, consider dropping a like and a sub. And don't forget to hit the bell to get all of our notifications for all of our shows, like the Penultimate Game Show, the Marvel Mondays Initiative, and Anime Nation. If you're watching on Twitch and have Amazon Prime, you have Prime Gaming, which means you have one free sub to give out. And we'd love it if you gave it to us. But if not, just give it to us. That's it. There's no but. (laughs) Just give it to us. Uh, For those of you who don't know me, my name is Ruben, the director of this channel. And of course, I have two guests with me today. One who's been here and is kind of a book nerd and, you know. The Lit RPG Master is what he's called on this channel, Richie Stevens. Richie, how's it going? It's going great, Ruben. I am very buddy. excited. It has it has been a while. Yeah. And I what what was my last episode on here? I can't even I couldn't even I think it was a review for something. I just don't remember what it was. Cobra Kai, maybe? No, because I've been back since Cobra Kai. Mm, I don't remember. I can't remember what it was. I don't remember either. Oh well. Okay. Oh no, I was gonna do the Strangers of Paradise review and um someone canceled so we had to scrap it that's what it was that's what it was yeah that's yeah that's exactly was. what it was so yeah it is it, it, it's been since it's been since cobra kai yeah it's good to be back i'm i'm excited that's now your new nickname the stranger of paradise there you go, there you go. i don't know if uh, ryan's gonna like you uh naming his favorite video game i mean ryan's not here so yeah take that ryan couldn't tell you uh and of course my other guest here is the kimmy gibbler of the podcast Kevin Tash. Kevin, it's been a long time for you and I to talk, but obviously people don't know you on this channel. So, one, how's it going? Honestly, in a great mood today because I don't think there's any like better feeling than just talking about Star Wars with nerdy buddies. Like okay. That's always fun. So okay. I'm in a good mood. Good. And two, uh, for those, obviously, this is your first time on the channel. Uh, you want to give us, you know, two sentences of what you're about? What do you do? Sure. Um, uh, I'm a writer. Um, I wrote a book called Transit to the End of Time. And uh, if you like Obi-Wan Kenobi, this is also a book about depressed people in space. So you can buy it on Amazon. It's really and- good. Thank you, Rich. Rich is a good friend who supports me. And much like Rich, you should give me money by buying it, and you should give Ruben money by uh, subscribing. And uh, also, uh, just letting you know, if you guys don't know how YouTube algorithms work, even when you leave bad comments, it still helps the algorithm. So just, I mean, we don't, you know, we don't have to leave bad comments here, Kevin. Don't. I'm just don't do it. I'm just saying that if you're being a jerk, think about how you're actually helping people. Okay. Instead. All right. Fair enough. Fair enough. Yeah. So, You're going to end up cutting out like half the stuff I say during this, aren't you? You think I edit these? That's hilarious. He doesn't. I don't have He's time. got me going on multiple rants. I don't have time. I don't have time. Um, I completely understand. A little bit of how. Also, I write on Collider. You can follow me there. I don't 
that, that's my deal. That's my whole deal. No I have nothing deal. else interesting about my personality. No big deal. He just writes on Collider. No big deal. Um, <laughs> a little bit. Of I house- actually miss you, dude. Sorry, but like I miss you, dude. I yeah, haven't. It's been a while. Yeah, Since no one here would know. Yeah, well, I kind of went ghost on. I'm not going to get too much into it because it's not relevant to here. But like, I haven't talked to you in quite a few years because um, a, a couple years ago, I just random, not randomly. There was a lot of stuff going into it, but I just got went offline and completely ghosted. And um, I arrived back from the de- dead um, yeah. to bring you guys this wonderful Star Wars content. Good. Like I said before, <laughs> I'm hoping you come back for for more stuff. Oh, I'd love to. <clears throat> Good. Because that's now a binding contract. You're now a part of the team. Wonderful. When do I get paid? <laughs> get paid? <laughs> when we get more than five subscribers on Twitch. How about that one? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Right. No, I seriously do just want to let you know. Like, I, I, I love you guys. You're good friends. And I just wanted to thank you for letting me be here. No problem. Anytime. So, before we get into it, a little bit of housekeeping. Uh, one piece of news we have a poll going on our twitter um at pen conquest uh somebody in the group decided to say something really crazy and say that gta 4 is a bad game so there's a Who poll up uh, some guy named schmerick tin um yeah it's a, he's a weirdo um but if you could go <laughs> vote on that poll that'd be great already did all right cool Thank you. Much appreciated. Um, it's a good game. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. Um, and, of course, we are doing a live reaction to this uh, PlayStation State of Play tomorrow at 6 p.m. Eastern. <clears throat> so come hang out and chill with some cool Sony ponies. I think that guy, uh, Christian Macias, is going to be here tomorrow. We, we, so he says. We'll see if he, if he holds on to his word. We'll see. We'll see. Um, enough about housekeeping. Let's go into, I have here, what have we been watching? But I feel like the more important question for this episode is what is our favorite Star Wars movie? Or Star Wars story, I should say. How about that one? Oh, okay. Let me rephrase. I am merely talking about either the animated shows or the movies. There's okay. no books, okay? Oh, no books. Uh, okay, gotcha. Okay. I beg to differ. No, that's not, that book doesn't count. I'm sorry. <laughs> you say no books and Rich is going to like wheel out three bookshelves of being like, no, 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 books. Yeah, joke's Damn. on him. I could just kick him out before he brings it. <laughs> so, just saying. Uh, you yeah. underestimate my power. <laughs> I have the higher ground. <laughs> that's cool. I get to be the cool bad guy anyways. That's burnt and lives in agony all the time. But sure. Okay. Yes. And he's a badass. It, in this sure. scenario, like in this scenario you guys are building, does that make me like the Ewok that's looking at you guys going like, what the fuck is going on here? And how do you get in my house? No, you're that droid that's in the uh, in the Obi-Wan and Anakin fight that just pops up. And he's oh. like, you guys should not be here. <laughs> it's literally lava just pouring out from everywhere. You should not be here. And it just gets the hell out of here. <laughs> I'm, I'm like the park ranger of Mustafar. Like, we put guide rails on there for a reason. Exactly. Like, exactly. Well, I guess if I uh, have to go with my favorite movie, it's definitely Empire Strikes Back. Or, or no, not Empire. Empire is my second it's favorite. Too late. You already said it. No. Not, it's, too late. it's too late. It's too late. 
Okay, all right. That's they fair. always fluctuate, but Revenge of the Sith holds a very special place in my heart. Can I ask why? Um, it was not only one of the first Star Wars experience I had in theaters. My dad took me to see it when he was home on leave uh, back when it came out. Okay. So that's and my dad hates Star Wars, and he took me to see it. So wow, holds nice. a special place in my heart. Plus, has one of the most emotional moments in. And one of the best fights in film history. So it just it holds up. It's still amazing to this day. I don't care what anyone says. It's one of the best. And Hayden Christensen and Obi-Wan Kenobi or uh, Ewan McGregor give off their best. Best performances in this film. OK. All right. Kevin. You know, um, growing up as a young Jewish boy, I didn't have much role models except for Watto in The Phantom Menace, the <laughs> Best Jewish character put the screen. Um, I look just like him too, with like the little nose, and uh, all I need is the space yarmulke. And that's where it was going. (laughs) So I, uh, my actual favorite film, though, well, Phantom Menace actually. You know what? I'm actually going to go with the Phantom Menace because I don't think it's the best one at all. I don't think any of the prequels are the best one. I think the best one is probably. Mm Hmm. I said it. Yeah, Potter's. My thing with it, though, is, uh, as Rich can attest, um, my tastes are very strange, and I very much like when uh, when there's a big swing. And I think Phantom Menace is a huge swing, even though it doesn't land. And it was the first Star Wars movie I saw in theaters, and I was a bit too young at the time to, like, not even, like, on, on the level of, like, I didn't understand the politics. Like, I barely understood any plot you threw at me. Like, I was uh, 99, right? It was Phantom Menace? 99. Um, yeah, so I was three. <laughs> but I remember seeing it, and, like, something about the design of the world, like, really spoke to me, and I really love how that movie looks. Um, I think Darth Maul is, like, one of the most amazing bad guy, like, character designs, like, ever. Um, so, yeah, I, I really like... Now that I think about... Yeah, I'm gonna go with Phantom Menace. Okay. It's weird that yeah. we just never see Darth Maul ever again. You need to watch the Clone Besides Wars. Besides Solo, a Star Wars story. You yeah, can't need even to say watch that Clone Wars, and you need—I can't even say it with a straight face. <laughs> oh my <laughs> God, Ruben! <laughs> I would, but there's just like so much. It's like I will give you the essential episodes to watch. No, you see, you do I, that, and then that's a whole list of stuff that. You see, Ruben, I'm not a. Uh, I never got into Clone Wars. Um, I just couldn't do it for whatever reason. I don't think it's bad, just not my thing. I'm just not um, a fan of the art style. It grows I think on that... you. It, it grows on you, I promise you. I was the same way, and I think most people are. Okay. But I will say that like, even though I'm not so into Clone Wars, I have seen the Darth Maul episodes, and they are tight. They are really good. And the Night Sisters arc is really good. That's one of the best arcs in the entire series. Yeah. Okay. Um, for my favorite movie, I'm gonna have to go with the Last Jedi. No, I'm just kidding. I can't even say it with a straight face. <laughs> I like I that the movie. Already. Oh, no, I'm sorry, Kevin. It's just not a good movie. I'm I'm sorry. Thank you. No, Richie, I have to agree with you. Revenge of the Sith is probably the best one. Um, for me, it's just because that was the first one I saw in theaters by myself. Uh, mm-hmm. No, actually, no. The first Star Wars movie I ever saw in theaters was uh, Revenge of the Sith, and like just that f- 
end fight scene. Ugh. I could watch that over and over on repeat for the rest of my life and never get tired of it. So, I, I know you said no books, but I do have to tell you something. Right. And it has to do with the Revenge of the Sith. So the scene where um, Anakin and Obi-Wan are confronting each other on Mustafar. Mm-hmm. Anakin actually gives Obi-Wan the chance to leave. He says, leave, retire, meditate. That's what you like to do. I'm giving you the chance here. That breaks it me even worse than just the performance in the script in the film because it shows that he doesn't want to kill Obi-Wan. He doesn't want to fight. He's like, just go, dude. Like, I'm giving you the chance. I don't want to kill you. Yeah, but in the book, you yeah. don't get the meme of because of Obi-Wan. Oh, no, it's in here, too. Uh, it's in here. Rich is, Rich is actually really right on the path of where he's talking about because that revenge, I don't particularly like Revenge of the Sith that much. That book is awesome, though. All the, novel- all the novelizations in, of the expanded books are amazing. Yeah, I heard and that I the novelization. I heard the novelizations of the sequel trilogy are also very good, but they I've are. never read them. They are. That's where mm-hmm. we get more in depth on race parents, actually. Oh, that's oh. Such a shame. Such a shame. Well, why would why would there be a story about race parents when they were nobodies, though? They were. Her dad mm-hmm. is a clone of Palpatine. No, I'm that pretty is, sure I saw a movie where it said they were nobodies, and then weirdly enough, nothing came out after that. Yeah, it's we don't like talk Star Wars just movie. died for a few years. Yeah. Yeah, it's strange. It's almost as if she could have been like related to Obi Wan, funny enough. Right. But, like that would have been mm-hmm. the best thing. She could have been a Skywalker. She really was a, nobody. You know. You know, really, I, I think the the best Star Wars movie. I changed my mind. It, it's a Caravan of Courage, and that should be what we talk about today. <laughs> can't tell you i know what caravan of courage is oh really yes oh oh i think i in the 80s i watched these when i was a kid because uh i think my uncle loved them but there were these made for television ewok movies that are terrible and uh and um they're like fascinating though is like historical like look at where the old expanding universe was at the time and like star wars spinoffs at the it's very interesting it's just it's bad Wilford Brimley, isn't it? Um, They're on Disney Plus, I think, it's too. It's very interesting. Are they? It's bad. Are they? It's... Yeah. Um, I don't have anything else to say about Caravan of Courage, though, <laughs> so I, I guess um, I kind of have to drop this bit. I'm sorry, guys. That's okay. That's okay. That's okay. Um, so let's get into the plot and discussion questions. Um, I guess I'll do a plot synopsis. Give me a second. I can pull it up real quick. I already have it pulled up. You have it on Wikipedia? We only do you want to pull up the actual the IMDb one? No, we only do synopses from Wikipedia. Just in case really? Somebody, oh, okay. Just in case somebody sprinkles something in there, you know? Oh, okay. And Darth Maul shows up out of nowhere. Um, if he shows my... up, I'm going to cry. No, I mean in these uh, first two uh, episodes. Oh. Do you understand what I'm saying? Because it's a Wikipedia. Yeah. yeah. Sorry, Kevin, what were you going to say? Oh, I don't know. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I do have the Wikipedia uh, up. Okay, go for it. Do I do the premise or I guess that's the... No, you should be going to episodes and it should be... Uh, they should have like a little summary blurb. 
there's no. Okay, hold on, let's see. Oh, part one. Here we go. Ten years after the uh, ten years after Order sixty six, when most of the Jedi Order were killed, the Grand Inquisitor, fifth brother, and third sister find the surviving Jedi Nari on Tatooine. Rever grows impatient and attempts to kill him, forcing the Grand Inquisitor to stop uh, to stop her, allowing Nari to escape. The Grand Inquisitor expresses his disapproval of Reva's action, actions and recklessness and obsession while finding another surviving Jedi, Obi-Wan Kenobi, who, unbeknownst to them, is also on Tatooine under the under the alias Ben Kenobi, who works at the meat factory and watches over a young Luke Skywalker, the son of his former apprentice turned enemy, Anakin Skywalker. He's haunted by the memories of his past and is unable to communicate with his former master, Qui-Gon Jinn, through the Force. Kenobi refuses to help Nari and later sees his corpse hanging in town on Alderaan, Anakin's daughter, Leia, who was adopted by Kenobi's acquaintance, Senator Bail Organa, is kidnapped by Vect Naku's gang. I know I mispronounced that, but that's okay. A group of bounty hunters hired by Reva to lure Kenobi out. Organa contacts Kenobi and pleads with him to help rescue Leia. Kenobi refuses at first, but relents after Organa personally meets him. Now, that's part one. I have one thing to say about this, and yep. one thing only. Um, I forgot what it was. Is that the wrong thing? No, no, that's the right thing. You, you got okay. it right. Oh, the alias Ben Kenobi. Yes, mm -hmm. because just changing your first name is a good idea. He does know? have a brother. Yeah, but you could have also changed the last name. You would think a Jedi Master was smarter than just changing his first name. I yeah, but, like, this is Star Wars, where sometimes names are weird, and then other times they're like, that's Todd, the Rebellion, but the Rebel. But that's also another thing. Uh, so maybe Kenobi... I'm just saying, maybe Kenobi is like uh, like Smith or Johnson in America. Like it's just, <laughs> Okay, all right, okay. You know. You got me, you got me, you got me. all right. Forget <laughs> everything you know, pretty much. Uh, Surveyor Hunter says this is not the Kenobi you're looking for. That's exactly right. Oh, yeah, I guess, <laughs> Thanks, I guess that is. Love you, buddy. I guess it is. Um, what did we think of this? Uh, let's, let's jump right into it. What are our All thoughts right. on these the story so far? Episode uh, one, I guess. Just episode one? Just episode one. See, my thoughts are going to be on both parts because since I watched them together and I can't explain one without the other, but I'll try my best. No, that's OK. So I, let's just go into both, I guess. OK, so okay. basic summary of episode two is Obi-Wan ends up agreeing, goes and helps or goes to the planet to find Leia and ends up helping Leia escape the planet while also confronting Reva and she kills the Grand Inquisitor in front of him. And then she goes, oh, yeah, by the way, Anakin Skywalker is alive. So I have a lot of issues with. <sighs> I want to start by saying I love this series. I really like this series. And I feel like I should wait until Ruben gets back because he's going to come <laughs> come in <laughs> mid description <laughs> on how much I, I like the series. But I do have a few continuity issues. Uh -huh. <sighs> it's really, really good. Just seeing 
Obi-Wan in his state of, you know, PTSD, he's having nightmares about his fight with Anakin. He is, you know, not cut off from the force because he didn't cut himself off, obviously, mm-hmm. because he's still trying to get with or trying to connect to Qui-Gon. But he doesn't use the force as much. And this is where a lot of people are having some issues because they're trying to say, oh, it's like a superpower. No, it's a muscle memory. But the continuity issues I have, I want to start with first. Bail Organa showing up on Tatooine is a huge continuity error because they are not supposed to have any sort of contact other than maybe a holocron yeah. uh, conversation like we did see. And I was like, OK, that's all they're going to have. But when he walks into his like temple at the end and, or his little cave at the end and Bail Organa's there, I was like, what the? Oh, shit. Yeah, OK. All right. So, yeah, that's an issue. And then also him seeing Leia or meeting Leia and spending time with her also feels like a continuity issue because from the way we have it in um, episode four, they never met. She says, you knew my father and you served with him during the Clone Wars. Yeah, he just wiped your memory. Have very. So I have a question for you, Rich. Yeah. Um. I don't want to get too much into it, just a yes or no, because we're not talking about episode three. But I had a very different feeling about the continuity errors between episode two and three. Um, I have a very different feeling about it now that I've seen episode three than I did after episode two. So I'm curious, is has your opinion changed, yes or no, about these continuity issues? Kind of, and that's all I'll say. Okay. Because I'm in the same boat. So... Now that I have those two issues out of the way, which one issue is pretty much the big premise of the second episode, I love them. They're really good. The the cinema uh, cinematography of it is decent, but the acting and performances are flawless. I love it. The writing is a bit meh in some places, but still the actors work the best with what they have. So what you're saying is we we're missing a really slow chase scene. That takes forever, and we have a bunch of kids on scooters that take a while to get a a guy that's just cruising through town. But, like, why would Star Wars make something like that? They'd never do that. Exactly. (laughs) Never happens. Um, Anything else, Rich? I was going to say, the scenery is great. I think tattooing is... It looks just like it always has it's a nice little desert planet where everyone just seems kind of rugged down i guess the interactions between owen and ben was heartbreaking oh my god so heartbreaking but how is it that uncle owen stole the episode for only having like maybe three minutes of screen time it's just the, the magic of Joel Edgerton, my friend. It's just the, he, the one line. And then also um, the actor who plays Han and the Fast and the Furious playing the fifth brother makes me very happy. I didn't even notice that was him. Yeah, it's Han. Yeah. Well, did you notice that uh, the cameo that I liked the most as a film nerd was that uh, the Jedi that got found and hung in the street? That was Benny Safdie, um, director of Uncut Gems and Good Time. Huh. Actually, I didn't know that. 
Actually, I'm not sure if he directed Good Time. I could be wrong about Good Time, but... Yeah, I, but Uncut Gems. Directed, he directed... He was one of the directors of Uncut Gems, yes. Huh. Um, so I thought that was neat. Yeah. So that's just my little overtake of it until we get into like a little bit of a deeper discussion, I guess. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, Kevin? Um, first I guess my... I, I did have I didn't have an issue with the continuity errors like uh, Rich was saying, but it did like made me it made me raise an eyebrow because um, I was just like, wait, isn't like I was just forgetting when certain things in the Star Wars universe took place. So I was a little lost in the first episode, like trying to remember, like, wait, if that guy guy is here, then like, how far is this taking place compared to like Rebels and like these other shows? Um, I forgot when Book of Boba Fett took place. Um, but Everybody that's because forgot. I forgot most of that show. Uh, I I was very, very burned out on Star Wars for a long time. I haven't really gotten into a Star Wars thing since, like, uh, the Fallen Order video game with uh, Cal Kestis. I like that one a lot. Um, so you're speaking everything that is coming to my mind. I've so, burned out the same way. Yeah, so I went in with this show going, like, okay, I already, like, even though I just said Phantom Menace was, like, I do not like the prequels. Um, I appreciate them, I like watching them, but I don't think they're good movies. I think they're movies I have a lot of nostalgia for. And even though I do think there's awesome things in them, but I love, I really like the character of Obi-Wan. This was the story I kind of wanted to see. And I feel like since Disney bought Star Wars, it was this story that people were going like, no, this is what we want to see. This is either the movie or show we want to know. And But because I've been burned out, especially after Book of Boba Fett, which, eh. But, so I didn't really, I wasn't paying much attention to it. So when it came out, I was just like, okay, cool, it's out. I'll finally watch it, but not thinking of it much. This is now my favorite Star Wars thing, period just full stop it's i love it um the continuity errors don't bother me because now my thing with the like oh leia should have never met obi-wan but my thing was always like it's kind of weird that leia and han's kid is named after obi-wan but like han thought he was just a religious weirdo who then died like five minutes after they met and leia had no real connection to him uh it was always luke so now that they have this connection, I I, I really dig it. And I, I think that these things that could be considered continuity errors in the show, in any of the episodes, I think it kind of works in spite of that. I, I think it actually kind of enhances things in the same way that uh, um, Rogue One, regardless of your feelings on that movie, I think that movie also enhances a lot of uh, A New Hope. Yeah, I'd have to agree. But, uh, Kevin, what they don't tell you is also on Alderaan, your brother is the person that names your kid. So it makes total sense. Makes okay. Total sense. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I really want to say something. What do you want to oh, say? It's about yeah, the Legends me. material. Okay, go ahead. So, yeah. okay, so this is where I have my issues with the sequel trilogy because, ah, God damn it, I know you said no books, but I can't help it. When Han and Leia have uh, kids, they actually have three. They have a set of twins, and then they have the youngest. The twins are uh, Jason and Jaina, and then the youngest is Anakin. Luke's son is the one that's named Ben. So that's why I was like, oh, 
is bit is Kylo Ren just going to be secretly Luke Skywalker's kid oh, that he gave to no hold on hard. not like that that he gave to Leia and Han to take care of because of the Jedi code or did did Luke give Kylo Ren the name so that's where I was like that's where that's I've always kind of that's exactly what it was I mean, no, let's be real. The reason his name's Ben is the same reason why Harry Potter's kid is named Albus Severus Reference Potter. Like, it's it's just because we all know the names and that's what fans like. So it's like, it, of course, it doesn't make sense that, uh, like, Leia. But it's cool that he named... That's what it all comes down to. Continuity is just continuity until, like, it doesn't need to be, basically. Like, that's my thought on it, at least. I throw continuity out the window as long as it the story is very very good. I'm, I'm Same. With it. Yeah. Yeah. So, like you said, Book of Boba Fett could have been better. Um, we talked about that was the last Star Wars thing we talked about. The Book of Boba Fett and oof. okay, um, Mandalorian two point five. Yeah. Exactly. My issue with Boba Fett. I feel like my issue with it isn't even what most people were saying their problems were with it because. Um, my issue with my, yeah, it's, it has nothing to do with that. It's just that for a show about Boba Fett, they decided to tell, like, uh, they decided to tell the story in the blandest way possible. Tatooine looks like a set more than it ever has Mm -hmm. in it, like versus Tatooine in this show, which I feel like looks like an actual place. Whereas in Boba Fett, I feel like it's very evident. They just shot it on the volume. And it all looks like a soundstage to me. And there was too many ideas in it. Like, the show was combining elements from the movies, the comics, the books, and converging them all together in a way that only underserved its characters. Because I thought it was really awesome, even though I said I I wasn't huge on Clone Wars. I love Cad Bane. I think that's a dope dope villain. And they just wasted him for no reason. Like, they could have not easily not done that and had him like a main threat in throughout the show. But no, for some reason they didn't. And that's kind of, I think the cad bane of it all is actually like the epitome of what I find a problem within that show. For me, I have to uh, bring in a reference uh, from IGN. You know how they had said that um, alpha Sapphire and Omega Ruby had too much water. Star Wars mm-hmm. has too much Tatooine. Yeah. yeah. Too much Kevin, Tatooine. We actually talked about that the other day, where with all the planets, like you have Tatooine and you have Jakku, which are essentially the same planet. Yeah, there's no yeah, reason Yeah, but Jakku them. looks better, you know, because of all the, the wreckage. The destroyed ships. Yeah, and... yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll take it, Jakku. It's also because of... Jakku. There's a different cinematography choice between Jakku and Tatooine, where Tatooine, um, no matter who the director is, you can see it in Deborah Chow's work in this movie. You can see it in uh, Lucas's work, obviously. And um, there was another director who shot, who did Tatooine stuff. I'm just uh, blanking on it. But Tatooine is meant to always look dusty, desolate, and gross. And that's why I think... In the original trilogy, especially, like you have all these shots where it just looks disgusting and grayed out, and like you really don't want to be there. Whereas Jakku, um, JJ Abrams is directing, and 
J.J. Abrams has this kind of, uh, I don't want to say gimmick, um, directorial style. It's like similar to how Spielberg loves the spotlights. J.J. Mm-hmm. Um, Abrams likes things to glow. And it, I don't know why, but he really likes his sets when it looks like they're glowing. If you watch a Star Trek movies, the bridge always looks like it's glowing from places, and it's meant to ins- inspire like this sense of like awe and like discovery and excitement. And I think that's what Jakku is. Even though it's a desolate planet, they shoot it to be brighter and like a bit more orange than grayed out, and just to make it feel more like hopeful, almost. I guess. Right. Um, I, I always bring up the, uh, favorite meme from Star Wars where it's Luke looking out to the, uh, both stars on Tatooine mm-hmm. and he's just saying, I fucking hate it here. That's every time Tatooine gets brought up. I, I think of that and it's true. <laughs> yes. every t- you should. See, I just think of the Family Guy episode where it's Chris as Luke, and then he goes, ladies and gentlemen, John Williams, and it just pans over, and he's got the orchestra. No. The thing I think of, this isn't my joke, and I sadly can't remember who said it, but the thing I think of is, like, a dude just standing in the middle of Tatooine going, you know, Anakin was right. Sand does suck. And that's what I think every time. I hate sand. (laughs) Somebody also probably should have said, we should probably bring back pod racing. That was like the only thing that brought commerce to this place. <laughs> you know? I think it would be really oh, no, cool to do. That's Star Wars Visions when they uh, had the the Jedi rock band, essentially. Oh, at yeah. The Mos Eisley's pod racing arena. Mm-hmm. Hell yeah. Okay. I'm going to have to rein it in here. Let's get back Nobody. to it. Yes. Uh, I we have to talk about the third sister. What are our thoughts on the third sister? I like her. I like her. I really like uh, her. I feel like she hasn't gotten the screen time that is required to actually give a full deep dive on the third sister because we don't really know much about her. Right. It's not like where we had the second sister in Jedi Fallen Order and with the fifth brother and uh, I don't remember who the, the other one. I not the Grand Inquisitor. the The fifth brother has his partner in Star Wars Rebels, where oh. they they get more fleshed out. Right, right, right. Yeah, there's a few others like that too. Like there's that big orange bro that you fight in Fallen Order. I think the that's ninth sister. Yeah, there's there's a lot of them. Um, I don't know about you guys, but I think uh. My favorite lore addition that Disney has made is the Inquisitors. I love the idea of Jedi Hunters. I think that's dope. I think it's dope, too. I I just wish that we had more, like, big Jedis to find. You know, not just Obi-Wan, not just Yoda. Like if you had kept, sister, that's who it was. If you Sorry. had kept oh, okay. a couple of like, oh my god, these are famous Jedi. Like we, we should know everybody here. That would have been better, you know. That mm-hmm. way, we we hear bits and pieces of it, like just throughout the movies and the TV shows. But mm-hmm. uh, yeah, I I do like the Inquisitors. I think they're uh, a nice change of pace, uh, especially because they were once Jedi. Like yeah, yeah. which. 
I do want to say something. That opening scene of the first episode where it's them at the Jedi Temple and it's during Order 66, the the little girl's got to be Reva. It, it has to be. Like, that has to be... That is... So... Oh, uh, this is backtracking a little bit, but it does have to do with that opening. Um, I will say this is my one problem with the show, and... I don't even think it's the show's fault. I think it's it has to do with um, kind of what else is coming out around this time, and just personally, what else I'm watching is uh, I'm right now. I'm going through uh, the new season of Stranger Things. Um, I like it. It's good. If you like Stranger Things, you'll like it. Um, but there's an opening in that show where I kind of forgot about the. Uh, there's this isn't a spoiler for anyone who's worried, but. Uh, Eleven and the other like children that were experimented on in the show, they have little tattoos on their wrists with their number. Mm -hmm. And then in Obi-Wan, there's that scene where the Jedi gets hung in front of the town. And I'm just getting a little exhausted of Holocaust imagery in my sci-fi stuff. Um, This, I just don't think it's the right time to... Like, I don't want to think about... It, it, this also comes back to me just being Jewish. Like, I, I just don't want to think about the Holocaust when I'm just trying to watch Star Wars, you know? Yeah. Um, but that's my one issue with it. But, I'm going to be honest, I didn't... That's not where I thought you were going with that. And I actually yeah. looked at it that way. Yeah, I, it's just... It, it started really sticking out to me in that first episode. It's just... It, it's. I don't even think it's a problem with the show. It, it's just, like... I think there's more creative ways to show like, Hey, we have an oppressive government without being like, remember the Holocaust guys. That was pretty bad. Um, and it was, uh, but (laughs) sorry, I shouldn't have laughed at that. It was the way that you said it. And it was, yeah. Yeah. But my crazy theory is I was starting to think last night due to, uh, the ending in episode two when she was like Anakin is Darth Vader and it's like not a lot of people are supposed to know that so like why does she know that and then I started thinking like oh maybe this is this universe's version of like this is a new version of Starkiller like that concept like this is Vader's apprentice that he's secretly hiding but now I have a different crazy fan theory that I'm surprised I haven't heard anyone say and it i feel like it's staring me right in the face her name's reva her name's reva right Mm -hmm. she's going to be a follower of revan and that's where this is gonna go like i think that i i think that's what's going on i i think she's not necessarily a disciple of vader but she's like um have you guys seen ever seen legend of korra yeah okay um remember Zaheer, he was, like, obsessed with um, that old airbending master, um, Guru Lagima. Mm-hmm. I-, I think that's what Reva is. I think she found in the archives, like, after the Jedi uh, Purge or the Order 66, I think she found out about Revan, and I think she's a fault. I-, I think she's, like, a disciple or something of-, of that. That's where I think that's going. Interesting. I would have... I-, yeah. I thought you were going to come out with the... Uh... Yeah, she was actually uh, a, a clone of Anakin, and Reva backwards spells Anakin, or something like that. Oh, <laughs> Reva's a Dracula. Yeah, uh, so, that's yeah. in as of right now in canon. Now only three people know that Anakin is Vader, because Thrawn, Grand Admiral Thrawn mm-hmm. in the books knows that Anakin is Vader, and he toys yeah. with Vader the entire time. 
Okay. He's like, I'm not scared of you. Right. You can't harm me because the Emperor will absolutely decimate you. There's four. But no. Well, yeah, now Obi-Wan, but. Yeah. And then Ahsoka, right? Uh, I don't think at this does. point in the time. Oh, at right. Because she finds out about rebels. Yeah, she finds out about rebels. Which is a Can you see why? Scene. Like, I. <laughs> I have such a hard time remembering Star Wars like history placements because they keep jumping around time periods and yeah. I, I just get lost so easily. So here's the best way to look at it. You have Revenge of the Sith. Jedi Fallen Order, because that takes place five years after the events of Jedi Fallen Order. Then we have the new or we have Kenobi also uh, Jedi Survivor that just got announced. It's supposed to take place five years after the events of Fallen Order, so mm-hmm. we're in the same time frame now. And then Rebels, A New Hope, Rogue One, Solo, all those kind of together. Mm-hmm. So A New Hope was two, and then uh, Solo? No. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, solo takes place... I'm just yeah, you got to, you're making me dive into the war now, and my <laughs> head's starting to hurt. Um... <laughs> Of course, I have to bring up when we're talking about the third sister. I have to bring up the one thing that irked me the most—the stupid parkour scene. And it was yeah, that so that was a little unnecessary. So cringy. I that's the one in episode two we're talking about, right? Where yes. she's on the rooftops and yes. everything. Yeah. Um, I don't. I didn't hate that, but I did think it went on a little too long. She wasn't even close by the time they uh, finished it. <laughs> Yeah, and and that's my other critic. This isn't really a criticism, I guess. It's just kind of strange when you think about it. But it's like, why are all of these fully adult, like athletic individuals, are having a hard time catching a ten-year-old? Like these are supposed to be like masterful tacticians or whatever, and like ruthless killers, and they can't outrun a ten-year-old. She's smart and agile, and she was diving under the branches. She was cool. Hanging out with the uh, stormtroopers. You know how the stormtroopers oh, just yeah. have like really bad aiming. It's it's kind of like that. Well, what what I guess they don't tell you is that that cloak that Obi Wan is wearing and that little green jacket that Leia has that's actually um their equipped plot armor. Oh. When they wear that, they're not allowed to get killed. Um, wow. it's just magic. Yeah. Interesting. Interesting. Yeah, it's like the <laughs> ultimate weapon in Final Fantasy. Like it's just it's so hard to get hurt once you got that bad boy. Huh. Yeah. Very interesting. Movie logic. Very interesting. Yeah. Uh, that brings me to my next question. Did you guys, uh, would you have rather this been a movie or did you want this to be a TV show? So far. Um, I would have I enjoyed a two-part movie. I think I would have enjoyed it as a movie, but as it stands so far, and my opinion might change on this, it's, it's only halfway over now. And like even today, we're only talking about the first quarter. So I, I I like it as a show right now, but I could see my opinion changing on that. Okay, all right. I just I I, I have a feeling. I have a lot of feelings, but I am mm-hmm. glad that this show is finally happening. I am glad to see Ewan McGregor back on the screen as the the person I know him as Obi Wan Kenobi. Yeah. Like, come on, so good, so good. Um. I am hopeful uh, that, you know, this gets a lot of um, praise and, you know, all the good stuff and that we get a second season. Uh, I I know that's probably not going to happen. This is a limited series. 
Uh, I would just want to. I just want to see more Ewan McGregor as Obi Wan. Yeah, I, I I don't know I if like I would. A lot. Yeah, I don't know if I would want a second season because uh, it seems like they're telling one story here. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and I'm I'm not sure. Like my worry about a second season would be like trying to fill in too much when they're when they shouldn't like yeah kind of like the same feeling solo had where it's like it's not even that it's a bad movie it's just like why did we need it though yeah yeah you're right um i I feel like just six part series is is good enough i i have a theory that one of the parts isn't going to actually be in the present day of when this takes place it's going to be a flashback episode Mm. And finally see, see Qui Gon. Well, I if oh, I see, if I see Liam Neeson back with the Qui Gon look, I'm gonna oh, cry. Come on, there is no way Liam Neeson doesn't show up in this, right? Like, I mean, he did say before he was like, "Yeah, I won't, I wouldn't do another Star Wars thing unless it was a movie." But that's probably just to throw us off the trail. And that's also not true because they just announced that he's in like one of the animated shows that they're doing on Disney Plus. Well, I, guess was, boy, I guess it was. I guess it was like him acting as. Obi-Wan. I, I yeah so, yeah. yeah. Liam Neeson was just like I just want money like Disney. But, uh, I know you got it. Yeah. I know you got it. Give I'm in need of movie, it. You know. <laughs> I I have a theory that we're gonna get some flashbacks uh, because. Disney released like a release schedule of, oh, watch this mm-hmm. on Sunday, like leading up to the release. And they had Clone Wars episodes in there. And some of the Clone Wars episodes were heavily around Duchess Satine. Yeah. So we're going to have some Duchess Satine action, but also Clone Wars stuff. So there's the chance we would get to see, you know, Hayden Christensen and Ewan McGregor back as Obi-Wan and Anakin yeah. Skywalker. With Ahsoka Tano, possibly. I think that's what they're leading toward. Maybe not Ahsoka, but I don't think they would be advertising Hayden Christensen as back as much as they are if they weren't doing a flashback. Because if they weren't doing... I I, I don't think they would have paid to bring back Hayden Christensen if he was just going to be Darth Vader in the suit. Because at that point, you can just hire anyone to wear the suit. The only thing I can think of is like him as a force ghost, but other than that, like even then, it's kind of like there, eh. there's going to be some flashbacks. There's going to be some conversations between yeah. him and Obi Wan. Yeah. yeah. Well, if we go by the logic of like the other Disney Plus show formats, the fifth episode is always when. Uh, they go back in time and find out the main character's tragic backstory. That's always the fifth episode, um, yeah, except yeah. for Falcon and Winter Soldier, where they uh, skipped over that because it was already in the movies, and instead they just had him build a boat. Um, hey, I like the boat episode. I, I actually think this show would be a lot better if it ends with Obi-Wan and Leia building a boat together. Oh, <laughs> just sailing away, you know? Let's yeah, yeah. This, just Leia, let's just get off of Alderaan. Okay. It's like an '80s montage, like working for the weekend exactly. is playing in the background, and it's working for the weekend. Oh, Kevin, if this doesn't happen, I'm going to be very upset. <laughs> um, and of course, I, I, I obviously, uh, I had a lot of time to prep for this show, and of course, I didn't prep at all. I just have three questions here. Um. I got a question. The last question I have here is, did Obi-Wan really not know that Anakin was alive? Like, 
Yes. I feel like yeah. that's pushing it. It is. It is explained. In the next episode, episode three. No, 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 no. Oh, it, it's it, it is explained, at least in the legends. Like he. He couldn't watch Anakin die, so that's why he left. He grabbed the lightsaber. And at that point, Anakin was dead to him anyways, because he was already Darth Vader. So he was like no, he had I'm suspicions I, I, that I'm not taking this. All right. That's fine. I'm not taking I want to. I, I think I might have Ruben. I want I, I, I want you to imagine a, a situation for a second, right? I, I want you I want you to imagine you and I are fighting in a big lava pit, right? We hate each other in this scenario. Yeah. Um, uh, I think you're like I, I'm trying to remember all the specifics of uh, like same situation. You and I are Obi and Anakin okay. in, in this situation. Um, I'm trying to kill and, you because you turned my yeah yeah. I'm, I am Anakin in this situation. You're Obi Wan. Oh. And you know if so, you take your lightsaber, right? You cut off my limbs and you toss me in a fire pit, and you're like, I did it. And you see me burning alive, and I'm just like, Hi, Ruben. And uh, I hate you, like he does in the movie. Okay. And uh, I think if you saw me burning alive, m- bleeding out, missing my limbs, I think you would go, yeah, I think that dude's probably dead and I don't really want to watch him suffer. I would. However, you also have to take into the account of you, you're telling me he didn't sense him in the force. He stopped using his force abilities other than to try to contact Qui-Gon. He quit using the force. And that's why he as soon as struggles. this ended. As soon as he went to tattooing, he cut. He stopped using the yeah, force. But that's not what so I'm talking about. I'm talking sense. about right after the fight. I actually believe that's true because I think after the fight, he decided, like, not decided. After the fight, he was just like, "I'm broken. My, like, my entire faith has been wrong and brought me to the point where I had to kill also, my best friend." Like he, he was also focused on trying to save Padme because yeah. she was dying. So I think yeah. that took a little more. But once you heard like she's dying from a broken heart, that's when you're like, okay, let's. And see that's the thing; she doesn't die from a broken heart. Palpatine is the one who kills her. I mean, it, it is Star Wars. If if someone dies from a broken heart in Star Wars, I would be like, that makes sense. That like, that like kind of ch- it doesn't make sense in real world, but in Star Wars, where everything is so dependent on like your in. Star Wars is a very meditative series. Like it has a it has a lot to do with like what's going on in your head and how you're feeling. So, yeah. like I don't know if, if hatred can turn Anakin into someone that can literally snap children's necks and like and whatever he like murdering the younglings and stuff in Revenge of the Sith. Like, and yeah, why why can't why can't sadness kill you if I don't know? It, for some reason, that one never bumped into me. Uh, as being inconsistent. Okay. Yeah, I, I've heard of uh, the real world uh, story mm-hmm. where people have died over a broken heart. You know, it's usually in oh really world. yeah it's usually oh in yeah. People. yeah yeah yeah. Um, but like I, I, that, I didn't like. Okay, yeah, I, I get it. It was the love of his life, the love of her life, and like mm-hmm. he's turned into yeah. Into, uh, Somebody but also there's probably should have been some red flags there when he says not just the men but the women and children too you know when he oh you know, it's hard to see red flags when you're on a lava planet everything is red no no, no. this was back when they were on Tatooine and he goes and uh, massacres the Tusken Raiders 
Yeah, yeah. but like I, I kind of get that too. Like the Tusken Raiders killed his mom, so it's kind of like. Eh. Yes, that is true. I, I get but it's it. like mm, I probably should rethink marrying this man. Yeah, but like also, I'm pretty sure she was pregnant already at the time. Nope. No, she's not. No, because the Clone Wars goes oh, for yeah, about this five is years. Clone Wars. Okay, okay, okay. Yeah. Well, it's it's the best I'm gonna I, get, you know. <laughs> which there's there's a lot of there's a there's a lot of cute shit in their relationship too after they get married. Because he actually he's not allowed to have possessions and everything. He actually gives uh, her his, his braid. And, uh, no, his his braid after he becomes a Jedi Knight and gets rid of the tail. He he gives that to her because he's like, this is the only thing I have. It, and then he also gives her C-3PO. Here's my rat tail. Take yeah. it. Treasure it. Anakin Skywalker <laughs> is like a and d fiend who doesn't know how to, like, social, like a socially awkward D&D fiend. Also, just, like, super into metal music, and he's like, I shaved my rat tail for you. <laughs> <laughs> I have this deed. It's just my plot of land on tattooing here. You can take it. I don't, I don't What am I going to do with it, you know? You know, I really... Speaking of, like, the cuteness of their relationship, something I always liked that, like, I feel like wasn't shown enough is I really like Padme's and Obi-Wan's friendship. I just think that's really cute, too. It's, yeah, it's really they're just good. so, they're just wholesome buddies, and it's nice. Um, so I like that. And I like that that even comes up in uh, this show when he's constantly looking at Leia, and even when there isn't dialogue saying it, mm-hmm. he's very clearly thinking about Padme and like reflecting oh, dude, that, on that line he delivers. Of, he goes, "You remind me of someone." Oh, was she a Jedi too? No, she was a leader. Yeah, and like oh. that shows so much, like not only about like how much she respected Padme, but also like that reveals like how Obi Wan is feeling about his own like faith because mm-hmm. now he sees the Jedi for what they are. And it was like, they should have never been in charge of government like that. That's ridiculous because, uh, you know, it's crazy to me that star, that people are just saying now, like why is star Wars so political? Like it's always been seen, political. Yeah. Have you seen the prequels? There's literally scenes like that go on for like an hour where they're sitting in Senate meetings. <laughs> like, well, even like, in the original trilogy, it's, it is political. Yeah, even when they're doing just like the, like strategic meetings about how they're going to blow up the death star. You have people of power there. Yeah, and George Lucas has even gone on to say, like, uh, a lot of Star Wars, the original trilogy, was him, like, kind of using art to talk about why he hated the Vietnam War. And, like, the, and, you know, how the U.S. government was conducting itself during the Vietnam War. And, like, it's all, like, this isn't exactly subtle, but also I think it's, like, it's easy to watch those movies without really thinking about it, especially now that it's been, they've been out for like 40 years. Um, but Star Wars has always been political. So I kind of like that this show is digging like a little bit into here and there, like just how much these politics have affected these specific people's lives. Yeah. And um, uh, I'm so sorry. I lost my train of thought. No, it's okay. <laughs> Richie, you had a question that you wanted to ask us. Yes. And I, cause hold on, let me make sure. Cause was that your last question? Uh, yes, but I do have one more that I just thought of on the spot. So you can go ask yours and then I'll go back. What cameos would you like to see? Honestly, it's, we got three more episodes after tonight's. I would rather keep the cameos just one and done. Qui-Gon, you're, you keep mentioning Qui-Gon. 
Uh, I rewatched he- uh, Revenge of the Sith before uh, the first two episodes came out. And Yoda specifically mentions, like, yeah, Qui-Gon's... Uh, well, you know to- you hear him in Attack of the Clones, right? Yeah, yeah. You mean yeah, Rise yeah. of Skywalker? Yeah. No, Attack of the Clones. Uh, when Anakin is killing the Tusken Raiders, yeah. and it snaps to Yoda, and he's, like, doing his whole, oh, like... Yeah. You, I didn't know that was Qui-Gon. I just thought it was, like, someone in the Force. It's like... And um, that's how... Yoda was feeling. I didn't realize that it was a, intentionally supposed to be Qui Gon. I didn't recognize mm. Liam Neeson's voice at that point. Huh. So I haven't seen Attack of the Clones in a couple of years, so I like, completely forgot about all this. I don't like Attack of the Clones very much. I mean, there's one character that ruins the movie for me. Take a guess. From Attack of the Clones? Yeah. Um, is it the Camino facility person? No. The tall, long neck alien. Is it Dexter Jetster? Who's Dexter Jetster? Uh, the big uh, chicken man in the diner? No. Yeah, the diner guy. No. I, I like it. Dexter Jetster. Interesting. You guys are just not picking up on it. I guess we'll never know. Um, oh. I swear if it's Django Fett, I'm going to be super no, pissed off. Fett. It's not Django Fett. And it's not Count Dooku, right? No. Is it Padme's midriff shirt? Nope. Okay. It's really unfortunate. It's real unfortunate. It's Is it? I'm very curious. I need to know. One this. person that everybody hates in Star Wars. Jar Jar? Yeah. Jar Jar Binks. Oh, it's because he looks right in the camera. Yeah. It's, it, oh, okay. uh, just what? him in general. I just can't. Misa saved the trilogy. You know what I heard recently about Jar Jar that I thought was kind of surprising? The, um, there was a point. No, but apparently I have heard that, and I love that. I love, like, I, love Dar- I love Darth Jar Jar. Yeah. But um, I heard recently. I'm not sure how true this is, but at a point of writing, George was considering an Attack of the Clones, still including Jar Jar, but just having him talk um, standard American English, yes, and just not explain it. <laughs> oh, I thought it was going to be the fact that he was originally going to die. Um, no, he did think of, there were a few directors that were thinking of having jokes about killing Jar Jar. Like, uh, JJ at one point said that in the deserts of Jakku, he wanted a Jar Jar skeleton. Um, but I'm kind of glad they didn't do that. And even, um, his fate in canon now, I think according to the books, is that he became like a street clown on Coruscant or something. And that's just sad. Yeah, that's exactly what he needed. To well, be. originally he was going to die in like they apparently had filmed it and used it in test footage uh, in huh. a test screening that he dies when right before they get to the surface of Naboo, he gets like sucked into the propeller of the yeah, good. We should have said that. Darth no, Maul no, should have showed up. No, Darth Maul should have just showed up again and just killed him. Like, so everybody would have been like, OK, I get it. Now that you mentioned my boy, Darth Maul, I have three cameos I would love to see. OK, mm-hmm. Uh, I'm not going to say one of the names because they do get name dropped in the third episode. So I don't want to, I don't want to spoil that for anyone. Is it somebody Um, who you think I know? No. Okay. So go ahead. No. Okay. So, because this is a character I thought was dead, but it it had been a while since I read the book because I thought he had died when Asajj Ventress died. But Quinlan Bosk, who Mm. is kind of like the the rogue Jedi type character. Really cool, really badass. Uh, Cal Kestis, I would like to see Cal Kestis show up because we're at that time frame now. This is, wait, mm-hmm. You're asking for a lot. There's three more episodes. And Maul. 
I would like to see Maul show up. Like, I, and I don't even want him to interact with Kenobi. I just want to see the hooded figure of him walking through Tatooine because no, he got word no, that no. Kenobi is there. I do not want to see that at all. That would infuriate me to the point. You of, know it happens, though, right? No, I don't know that it happens. How could I possibly and, know that that happens, Richie? And Rebels. You got to watch Rebels. I've never watched Rebels. I've never watched Clone Wars. You need to. You're missing out on a lot of good content. I just feel like... Hot take. Rebels isn't very good, and you shouldn't waste your time. Just wait till Ahsoka comes out, and it'll catch you up. Exactly. Exactly. You know what's crazy about Rebels is I don't particularly like that show, but I love the characters in it. Like, I think Harrison Dula is awesome. It brought back my favorite... it, It made one of my favorite characters canon, and I'm very excited about that. Yeah, um... I so about the cameo thing because since Richie answered, um, my kind of worry about these Disney shows and this kind of just has to. I I love me some some Star Wars. I love me Marvel, but uh, I'm getting a little tired of these movies and TV shows being pretty much advertised and talked about only by their cameos. Yeah, I think that's a detriment to these stories. And because it's stories have to be more than just cameos. And I think that's one of the problems of Book of Boba Fett. Every episode was, look at this cameo. Look at this one. Even Mandalorian Season 2 did that, where each episode was, was Mando meets a new cameo from a past thing you may or may not know. And I'm kind of glad right now that the cameos in Obi-Wan aren't cameos. They are the people that you would directly assume are interacting with Obi-Wan. Like, even Leia makes sense if you think about it, because, as I mentioned before, like, it does establish in the canon at points that, like, Leia and Obi-Wan have some kind of connection, but you never saw what it was. And now that you do, it adds an extra layer. So, I don't really want it to be a cameo fest. I think there's a good chance... I I don't think this show is gonna gonna end without um, Qui-Gon showing up in some way. Excuse me so much, I got... Um, but if you have to do any other character cameos, I'm a sucker when droids get cameos. So give me some weird droids, like bring bring back uh, like R four or something, like uh, Obi Wan's like little red droid that hung out with him. One that got decapitated at the beginning of Revenge of the Sith. Yeah, sure. That's fine. <laughs> yeah, I think uh, C three PO or R two might show up because they are on Alderaan with. Yeah, but again... C-3PO already did show up. It wasn't C-3PO. It's Anthony Daniels voicing him. In the... the No, in the second episode, there's, um... You can see C-3PO in the second episode. I'm tired of these droids just, like, coming in and wrecking shit, you know? There is a fun cameo that they did just... Like, I didn't realize it at first, but the girl who offers... Uh, him the spice or the mm-hmm. yeah it's spice that's yeah. Ewan McGregor's daughter which is especially funny because she says I was somebody's daughter once. <laughs> uh, um, yeah, I, I think cameo wise I would just ra- just Liam Neeson show up as Qui-Gon uh, that's literally all I want um, I would rather it not be a cameo if you know what I mean like have him yeah. be yeah. part of the story I don't need anybody else showing up. 
Yeah, there is. I agree. I I just kind of want to keep it like. Just tell me the story you're telling. Let's yeah. not get too distracted yeah. here. Yeah. That's that that that's all I want. Yeah. That's fair. I can give that. Uh, if you're giving me just six episodes of this, should keep it uh, short and simple. Don't don't add extra zhuzh to it. You know. Yeah. Yeah. Um, my last question I didn't write down, but I forgot. <laughs> oh no! Should have typed it. I should. Can I ask you guys a question? Yeah, go for it, Kevin. So, something I was thinking about a lot with this show is that um, I know you guys like love Revenge of the Sith and stuff, but would you agree with me if I said there's a lot of obvious problems in the prequels that I think most people can agree on? Kevin, I only love Revenge of the Sith just for the okay. last 20 minutes. Okay, fair Everything enough. Everything else is really? just garbage. Everything else is just fair garbage. Enough. Oh, I love the entire movie. Nah. I like parts of Revenge of the Sith. Um, oh, it's my favorite one. <laughs> but I think with the prequels, there's it's very obvious what works and what didn't work in those movies. Mm-hmm. And I think everyone kind of knows. And I think that's why with The Clone Wars and now this... You have a lot of people saying, like, these are the things that made me like the prequels. Because it really doubles down on what made those things good. Um, Personally, I really like that uh, the movie went, hey, or this show goes, hey, people liked it in Attack of the Clones when Obi-Wan did some detective work. Like, that was cool. So now we have this show where, like, half of it is kind of Obi-Wan being a little bit of a detective and, like, sleuthing around like he's part of the Scooby gang. And I love that. So my question to you guys is, do you feel like this show improves upon not just the prequels, but like, does it add anything to you guys or make you appreciate other things in a different way? For me personally, it's kind of like what Ewan McGregor has been saying for uh, the press tour. Uh, like he's getting closer and closer to Alec uh, McGinnis's uh, mm-hmm. Ben. Parker, uh, mm-hmm. Ben Parker, <laughs> ben, <laughs> ben Kenobi, which is like really, uh, oh my God, Ewan McGregor would be an awesome uncle Ben though. Oh my goodness. God <laughs> damn it, Kevin. <laughs> I was going to say it, but I was like, well, this isn't the Marvel show. Uh, that would be really, really good. Uh, <laughs> no, that's my, that's my next fan cast. You know, okay. <laughs> I, I don't know if you know this, Kevin, but I, I used to work with Kevin Feige. I, I did. He did. A, I did a lot of work on uh, No Way Home. Ah. But they just decided to go a different direction. Mm-hmm. They cut his big thing that Toby was actually Uncle Ben in the uh, MCU. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's I was going to say Ruben was actually in the movie as Uncle Ben, and then he got cut for time. That's exactly <laughs> what it was too. And that was my first pitch. And then they were like, "No, nah, yeah. we need somebody big name." You know. <laughs> I just went with May instead. Yeah. It's unreal, unreal. Well, when they can't top you, they have to just go to a different character. I mean, again, I feel like Toby could have could have done perfectly. I actually think Toby would have been a pretty great Uncle Ben, too. But um, really now we're getting way off topic. We huh? are getting way <laughs> off topic. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Um, right, what bro. do we think is the... Well, we kind of already touched on this. Like, Where do we see the story arc going for... Uh, well, for Reva and also like Obi Wan, like what do we? Reva's gonna die. Okay, who do you think is gonna kill her? You know, if not if not Obi Wan, it's going to be 
either the fifth brother or Vader. Okay. And it's going to be one of those three. Do we also just wait and see Vader for the last episode? I've seen episode three, so I can't say anything. I can't say. Yeah. I mean, you just said it already and that's kind just of... watch. Just yeah. watch. All right. All right. That's fair. Um, I think I guess what I'm what I'm saying is the big showdown between Vader and Obi-Wan. You know what's you know what's interesting about that is that like uh, normally it's not even because I'm a writer. It's just because like I've been a fan of all this type of stuff for so long. Like I've been watching Star Wars since I was a kid. I've been reading comics for years. I've been watching, you know, all this nerd stuff, all this crap that I love. Right. And yet, normally I can, like, look at things and go, like, okay, I know exactly where this is going. Like, yeah, I've seen this know, plot a million times. I've... And, like, even with en- when, like, Endgame came out, like, I-, I was talking to one of my friends, like, a year before it came out, actually. Um, after we saw Infinity War, I was like, I guarantee you, here's every beat that's going to happen. Because, just as a guess. And then when we saw Endgame a year later, I was like, see, I was right. And yet with this one, I'm like, I have no idea where this is going. And that kind of excites me. Okay. Right. I hate when you do that. Why? Because <laughs> I was looking at a notification on my phone and I just looked back up and it's zoomed in Ruben. You gotta be careful. You never know when it's gonna happen. It could happen. Oh right my now. God. Oh God, I hate it. <laughs> I hate it so much. <laughs> That's what I call my Larry David face when he's. Just, Dude, I, hope, um, I hope Tom Hardy's in your dreams tonight. That's never gonna happen. Never gonna happen. Um. Okay, oh. I guess. Uh, do we have anything else before we close out the show? I hope Tom Hardy shows up as a Jedi. <laughs> and he just immediately dies. I hope he There you go. Dies. It would make Ruben happy. Immediately. He gets not even killed by one of the uh, Inquisitors. He just gets hit by a truck. No, he gets hit by a pod racer. <laughs> that would be even perfect. And it's Luke. And it's Luke. I kind of like the idea that it's just like it's just like a Walmart truck from Earth that's yeah. just like, I got to make my delivery. It just yeah. runs him over. <laughs> yep. It's Jeff perfect. Bezos out there with Amazon delivery. Yeah, it's perfect. It's perfect. Um, final thoughts before we close out the show. Richie, what do you got for me? Okay, start with me. All right. Um, it's really good. I I do love where they're going with the story, and I'm very curious to see what is next because I, a lot of people have said, oh, it's very predictable. There was some shit in here I was not predicting. I don't so, think this story is very predictable. Like, it's not. The only thing that's predictable is just the showdown between uh, Obi-Wan and... And, you know, we know that they're all going to make it out alive. Like, yeah, we know Leia exactly. and Obi-Wan are going to die. Right, like, right, it's... Right, right. Um, but other than that, like the, the storyline, I don't know where the fuck they're going. With this. I do want to see a more fleshed out look at Reva's character just because I feel like she deserves it. And with the statement that uh, Ewan McGregor released yesterday where he was like she was nothing but a, a delight on set and like she was an amazing was amazing in her performance. And he was saying that, like not even as an executive producer, but as an actor, he he loves her work that she put into it i want to see more because i feel like we haven't gotten the screen time for her to get that because everyone's like oh she's just throwing a temper tantrum it's like yes she's giving into the dark side and it's making her act sporadic 
It's so weird to me that when bad guys show up in media and then there's like an online controversy of like, this is toxic or whatever. And I'm just sitting here like, yeah, they're the bad guy. There is some toxicity and people need to quit messaging her. And like, she's not the fan base is just toxic as all can be. It's not as if she wrote the character herself. Right. You know, I don't even think the character is badly written. And I think she's doing a good job. It's just just that. Kevin, it's just be nice to her. Be nice to the actress playing little Leia, because remember the last time we the fan base bullied a child actor. First Anakin. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. shit was bad. And then Kelly Tran for um, Last Jedi. Like, it's just. I hate it. Yeah, yeah, I, I love Star Wars. I hate the fan base. I'm sorry. I that's just where I go with that. Yeah, I don't like, I I don't disagree. I just like, to be honest, I just think, um, people being saying like sending her death threats and like harassing her and whatever. I just think it's so stupid. And, uh, if you do that, I'm like, I think you're just pathetic and need a hobby. Um, uh, but besides that, like, cause I, I think all that goes without saying, I think most people with a good head on their shoulders are just going like, I, I think they have Richie's opinion of like, she's an actress. Why are we getting all mad about this? Like, exactly. let's move on. Exactly. But what my take, my biggest takeaway from the show is that this is doing what a legacy sequel should do, which is it takes something we like. We like Star Wars. We like Ewan McGregor. We like the Obi-Wan. And it does something new with it that challenges your perception of the character without making it feel like it betrays who that character is. It puts them in situations we haven't seen. I think this, like things not doing that is why the sequel trilogy is so uneven as it is. Because it wasn't interested in doing that as much as it was, we love fan-pleasing, so let's do whatever we can to try to please the fans as much as we can. And J.J. and Ryan Johnson and... Um, uh, Michael Arndt and uh, the other Colin Trevorrow and pretty much everyone that was attached to those movies as either a director, a lead producer, or a writer were more interested in playing it safe and pleasing the fans than they were telling a good story. I I, I don't think so. I want to say really. I I honestly think that um oh my god, I'm losing my thoughts. Um, shenanigans. No, uh, what's his name? God, you just said it. Ryan Johnson. No, Ryan Johnson. J.J. Uh, Abrams. Abrams. There you go. Thank you. Oh, okay. J. J. I, I honestly think J.J. If J.J. had like the th- full trilogy to himself, mm-hmm. it th- it would have been a lot better, I in my opinion. Feel like oh, I am so like I, I think it. I think the opposite. I think if JJ stayed on the whole time, I think it would have been infinitely worse. Um, but uh, that's just me. Um, that would be like a whole different conversation about um, how I feel about his directing style. Which you know, if I go on a rant about that, I'm gonna just start. I just like, feel you know, like we'll be hard all night. <laughs> the last thing I want to say about this is I just feel like um, once. Ryan Johnson got on board for the second one. Uh, it was really the executives for Star Wars that got their hand on the story. We were like, this is where we want to take it. Make sure it goes that way. As I, opposed I think... to J.J. Abrams is... J.J. has the the title... Not the title. Uh, has the the background to, like, 
Like, I don't need you guys to tell us what to do. Like, I, I, I can give you the story, and this is what I'm going to give you. You know what's crazy is that if uh, Tomorrowland, the uh, 2015 movie, George Clooney movie, mm-hmm. if yeah. that movie never got made, we would have been living in the universe where the Star Wars sequel trilogy was headed by Brad Bird. And I think about that from time to time. Because wow. that was the initial plan. I would have that was the initial that. plan. They really wanted they wanted Brad Bird, and um, uh, I don't know. I just I kind of think about it in the same way that I think about uh, the you know the um, I'm not turning this into a Harry Potter conversation. I'm just using this as an example. But um, the Fantastic Beasts trilogy and how they're all run by the dude who did the last Harry Potter movies. Mm-hmm. At a point, those were going. Uh, at a point, they were talking to Alfonso Caron to run that series, and it's like that would have been super interesting to get, like just the Alfonso Caron like Fantastic Beast movie. That would have been fascinating. Um, just like a little lost media thing we never got. Um, uh, I lost my train of thought. I'm sorry. No, that's okay. <laughs> that's all right. Um, Kevin, any final thoughts? Uh, nope that was it that was it okay yeah i literally have no other thoughts besides this sentence okay (laughs) all right fair enough um i guess with that being said let's do a little something i like to call plugs and i definitely stole that from comedy bang bang i'm sorry i'm sorry um kevin where can people find you um, like I said in the beginning, you can buy my book, Transit to the End of, Ti- End of Time, on Amazon, or don't. I really, I mean, it, it's up to you. I don't want to force anyone. Uh, it's, it's okay. It's an okay book. Um, like you can read it in like an hour. It's only like 130 pages or something. Oof, that would take um, 130 days. <laughs> I fall asleep. But, uh, yeah, that's about it. I, d- I am on social media, but, like, I don't have much of a... Like, there's no reason to follow me. Like, okay, okay. <laughs> my social media is so lame. Like, leave me alone, y'all. Okay, but there is a little website that you work on. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, you can find my work on Collider. Um, uh, email Collider and tell the... I, I don't even know how I, you guys can support me there. Just read... If you want, you can click on it, and it'll make my... Yeah, uh, it'll make my go- bosses look at me and go, hey, good job. And I'll go, nice. And that'll be a nice day for me at work. Yeah, okay. <laughs> Richie, where can we find you? Uh, you can find me over on Twitter at Rich Dolphus. Uh, actually, same for TikTok now. I started posting uh, voiceover challenges to TikToks. So, yay. They're, sure. they're not great. I'm not. I'm just starting out, so don't judge me too yet. Uh, but you you need also... to give yourself more credit. You're much more talented than you give yourself credit. No. You can also find <laughs> me uh, over on twitch.tv slash stats on stats for my Lit RPG podcast where we bring authors and narrators on and we talk about books and stuff. So, yeah. Okay. All right. And, of course, you could find me here tomorrow to... <laughs> Uh, live react to the PlayStation State of Play at 6 p.m. Oh, that is Eastern. Tomorrow. Yes. Get excited. Get hyped. Um, Sony Pony for life. That's all I got to say. Uh, you know what you look like when you zoom in like that? You look like a Jack Nicholson in The Shining. The here's Johnny. <laughs> <laughs> also, Dr. Sleep starring Ewan McGregor. Great oh, yeah. Performance. Right. Great performance. A very underrated movie as well. That very movie's underrated. very good. Very good. Yeah. The, the director's cut is fucked. 
Amazing, amazing movie though. If you like horror and if you like Ewan McGregor, go check out Doctor Sleep. I don't like, even we, like we, horror, I... and that movie was good. <laughs> yeah, Ewan yeah. McGregor. Yeah. All right, He's good. Well, until our next conquest, everyone. Have a good night. Goodbye. Bye.